Das ist der MMA Love Podcast. OG MMA Podcast auf Schweizerdeutsch. Heute äh, aber auf Englisch. Auf Basis von unserem Gast. Darum ist nur, nur die kleine Vorstellung auf Schweizerdeutsch. Nachher wechselt es auf Englisch. Very sorry. Ich bin wie immer der Matthias, spirituelle Leader der Hardcore MMA Fans in Zentraleuropa. Und euer Co-Host. Äh, wie fast immer. Eigentlich bin nur ich immer da. Das ist eigentlich krass. Der Ring Speaker Extraordinaire. Audio Quality Issue Man. BJJ Black Belch. Und der Granddaddy vom Schweizer Kampfsport, der Vladimir Baumann. Ciao, Vladi. Ich meine, ohne dich geht es einfach nicht. Wenn nur ich da bin, dann, dann läuft einfach nichts. Dann läuft die Maschine nicht. Also von dem her musst du da sein. Die, die Szene zerbricht, wenn ich nicht da bin. Und ich wollte es also. Ich wollte es offiziell dementieren. Ich habe keine Unterhose über meinen Kopf gezogen und rede in die Unterhose nicht. Also, obwohl, ich habe, glaube ich, noch nie so viele Reaktionen auf dem Podcast bekommen. Ja, ich habe, glaube ich, nie so viele Reaktionen auf dem Podcast bekommen wie letztes Mal, wo du, wo du so beschissen getönt hast. Ich bin selber schockiert. Ich bin vom Training heimgefahren und habe das gehört und gedacht, was ist das für ein Scheißdreck? Also und wirklich gehört mit dem ersten Mal. Äh, der wuchs sehr gut. Ja, also wir sind schon andere Standards gewöhnt. Und das mal klingt es hoffentlich ein bisschen besser. Nachher muss der Vladi ein neues Telefon kaufen. Könnt ihr mir eins zahlen, wenn ihr wollt? Ja, Spenden nehmen wir gerne an. Now, um, without further blah blah, we will switch to, to English, as I said, because our guest is a, a guest that uh, unfortunately doesn't speak Swiss-German. <laughs> But um, we're very pleased that he's here tonight. Um, He is a, I mean, Vladi, what, what could you say as, as an introduction? I mean, this is, this is Mr. Sambo in Switzerland. He is the pioneer, the founder, the, the, the still head, the ninth degree, as I read. Uh, well, I know him since many years. His, his, uh, since many years he's in the MMA scene, in the Sambo scene. Incredible. His his students are very successful at the amateur events we we promote. So it is with great pleasure to welcome Erwe Geldmann. Good evening, Erwe. Do we have you? Erwe? Erwe, are you yes, still I'm here? Yes, I say good evening. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> very nice. Now we have you. That's 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 strange. Yeah, the okay. technical difficulties won't stop. <laughs> okay, good, good. I'm here. Erwe, for, for the people who are not quite sure either why are we talking to Erwe Geldmann or what, what is... I mean, Combat Sambo is now known in MMA since, since the Russian invasion. So tell, tell the people who is Erwe Geldmann. Uh, I am a normal man who loves martial arts. I started uh, martial arts at six years and a half. I did uh, most of possible martial arts, start with karate and judo. And in my current life, I was very interested about everything, ground fighting, kicking, boxing, everything. And one day on the seminar, I met a vice world champion of Sambo. And I was so surprised about the techniques. I was so surprised about the system and the mentality of Sambo. So that's that for me a new career. And I went many years in Russia to learn, and I met one man, Oleg Taktarov, winner of UFC, who was my teacher, my coach, and I had a very incredible career because he helped me and was behind me. Uh, that's the basic of my story. Not so bad. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is a lot, that is a lot to unpack here. That if it, the name Oleg Taktarov, for, I mean, for the young guys, it doesn't mean anything, but... He's the winner of uh, UFC 6. Yes. At that moment, for me, more interesting than now, because it was no limit time. Uh, people could come. It was for me the real MMA at that moment, because you could come with the, uh, the short, the jacket, what you want, And the winner is with KO submission after no time, you know. No time limits. Yes, that's right. That was interesting. So he won the number six and after he won different uh, super fight and after he changed for movie career. So let's let's stay a bit with your with yourself first. Um, But hold on, yes, Matthias. Yes, sorry. 
hold on there. You said for the old guys, you mentioned the name Oleg Kataro. Now, I have another name that I know is connected to Erwe Geldmann, and that is even more old school. Tell me. The name is Dominique Valera, the grandfather of French karate. Wow. You trained with him, is that <laughs> yes. correct? I started with him when I was 14 years old. Uh, I was living in Paris at that moment, and uh, uh, I, I was very close of his dojo, of his school, and I was very lucky to be one of his students. Uh, the teacher, his assistant was Zef, uh, world champion of full contact at that moment. That was the MMA of this time. And yes, I, I spent many, many years uh, around him. Yes. I mean, it's incredible. And for, full for... contact back in these days looked very different than now, no? I'm sorry. Sorry again. Uh, full contact uh, kickboxing or karate looked very different than nowadays. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's right. At that moment, it was only uh, uh, punching, kicking up over the the belt, and after, with some guys like Renaissance, became the kickboxing. So I was very interested to go there with low kick. Uh, yeah, now it's uh, an incredible level. Everything is very incredible now. But at that moment, that was the beginning of new martial arts. With That was the MMA of the times, you know, when I was young. I mean, yeah, for, for absolutely. People, for people who don't know Valera or, or haven't heard of him, I mean, he started basically... Valera is the king. Valera is the king. Yes. Uh, karate guy. He was the most beautiful man I never seen karate and because there was some problems with competition rules and he, he, he came back from America with this system of full contact where people from karate was so happy to to not say I can but with full contact they could do they could fight the the fight was real not only if I want I can touch but it's not sure you know so at the at the time you trained with him, you were 14 years old. Did you realize that that you were training with with like an absolute combat sport legend? Yes, that's right. I was student. I was student. I didn't. Yeah, I was his student. Yes, of course. And I made few fights. Uh, it was a very wonderful time. It was the beginning of my story. After I I I met. Uh, Watanabe and Iru Mochizuki, by the way, of Maurice Panzer in Switzerland, in Yosekan Budo. That was a very nice system, too. And uh, after, I met the Sambo. Yeah. When you saw Sambo for the first time, was that love at first sight? Or were you, were you like, what kind of strange system is that? Yes, I was in... Um, I, I saw on Karate Magazine, Karate Bishop in Paris, there was... A small part writing seminar of Sambo from Russia. I say, oh, what is this? What are new things? And uh, I was young, very interested. So I subscribed to the seminar. And I met a French guy, Christian Bouzard, who was vice world champion of uh, Sambo. And he showed me so many so many things in underground fighting. And what he was interesting, it was the system from up to down that was very uh, strategic, very incredible. To give people some context, what year was that when you went to the seminar? Excuse me, I can't hear. Uh, what what year was that when you went to the seminar? 19... Oh, it was around years 1885. 80, 85, so there's... There's no talk of MMA, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, any ground fighting here in Switzerland. No, there wasn't. Uh, I think I was one of the first who drove Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I knew very well the guys from France who called me one day. It was in the years uh, 885 too. And I drove... Uh, if I remember his name was uh, Rock Boca, Boca. He was champion of the north of Brazil. And I organized a big seminar in uh, Geneva. After I met a guy, I drove uh, Zé Marcelo in Geneva too. Uh, I was all my life very interested about all martial arts. And they asked me to represent them, but um, it was not possible because with Sambo it was too much. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> always interested about everything, to learn everything. Is it, I hope I am clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Per- Absolutely. Very good. I mean, it's, yeah. it's so and much... When it's... I met Sambo, 
And uh, in 85, I, uh, by the way of a Canadian guy, uh, he introduced me to Oleg Taktarov. Um, and uh, after a lot of uh, hard time, I, we became very good friends and he became my coach. And I made a car here that it was, I, I, did, I, I did, couldn't imagine it could be possible. I was lucky, but hard, hard work. I work uh, maybe around six and eight hours training per day at that moment. Happy I am. I was very helped by people for money, for everything, but it was very strong and hard time but so lovely. Yeah, it's it's a lot to unpack because you I mean you are you are in this in this sport from like before it even started and you you trained with legends at that time also at a time where it wasn't that popular as it is, as it might be nowadays. So to to mm -hmm. start have you have you done anything else than martial arts in life? Maybe some some of the people on this podcast said that they started with soccer or with ice hockey or something like that. Were you always oh. it was martial arts for you always or no, I did tennis too. I was a tennis player. I was a very good tennis player. And it helped me very much in martial arts for the the game, the legs game, you know. <laughs> I was very, very good moving my legs. And uh, But I, I did a lot. I started at six years old. I told you with judo after I did karate. I met Vietro Dao. I think I was, I, I did as much I can. I did, I visit all the dojo in around Paris uh, where I was living at this time. And I learned everything. I I met uh, Grassi for ground fighting when he came in Paris for the first seminar. Yes, I I was interested about everything. Uh, and um, I tried to do my own system. But when I met Sambo, I saw how far I was. And I started to learn very strongly. Now, you mentioned that you traveled to Russia to, to train over there. Did you live there for a few years or did you go back and forth? I took one year to live there. And after I went in Russia every, oh, around every three months, every, every time I could, I can, but around every three months during 10 years. And I met university there with a special class for, um, for any people. And I spent uh, from 90 to 204. Uh, I went in Russia uh, many, 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 and many times. There's no secret. If you want to be good, you must investigate all your life in in this. I hope you understand my English. Yeah, yeah, oh, perfect. Absolutely. Better English than Now, we have, actually. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a career. I start, and um, my, my, my the anecdote of my. When I I start Sambo in Geneva in '90, I opened school in '90. Before I was Jose Canbudo, and I opened in '89. Sorry, '89, '90, my first uh, Sambo school. And uh, every day, kids tell me, "Hey, did you fight in Sambo?" And I say, "No, no, I didn't fight in Sambo. I fight in several in karate and everything, but never in Sambo." And after many years, I say. Oh, shut up, Elbe, take your bag and go. So uh, I took my bag and I started my career in Sambo, arriving in uh, Sofia, in Bulgaria, and I did my first competition, European Sambo Championship. And I did very well, arrived, uh, I made fifth. Uh, so it was interesting for the first time. Good, good. Yeah. Um, It was in sports, Sambo, because, you know, in Sambo, we have different uh, system. There is four, four, four basic systems. First, there is a sports Sambo, no kicking, no punching, only uh, throw, um, like judo, jiu-jitsu, I think. So, uh, you have the same, like grappling with out of jacket, and you have the combat Sambo. Combat Sambo is full contact. Uh, Uh, at the basic, at this time, was only three rules. No use teeth, no uh, put eye, finger in eyes, and uh, elbow in the spine. And uh, it was, uh, everything was free. You can hit the, coo the, the bulls, you can give headshot, everything was open. <laughs> so it was, it was very nice, and I love that, because when I was young, I... I I wasn't the guy I am now. I was a bad boy, and I was fighting in the street, and it was a good combination and good evolution for me. 
Now, you mentioned Sambo competition has four different uh, rule sets. Excuse me? Now, you mentioned that that uh, Sambo competition Sambo has four different rule sets. So there's the, the, the normal Sambo you said, and there's combat Sambo. What, what other rule sets are there? So in combat Sambo, I told you only three, three I don't know what, only three rules. After there is points. For sports Sambo, uh, there is no punching, no kicking. Uh, you can do every throw, every everything, hammer lock, uh, leg lock. That's the specialities of Sambo, you know. Uh, Sambo became very popular with uh, that kind of technique. And when the first team of um, Russian Sambo arrived in Olympic Games in Judo, they surprised all the, the, the world with... Uh, um, how you say, flight techniques and uh, throw. And um, there was very good to make opposition of throw. So it was very new system and very interesting. And do I answer your Japanese, question? And the Japanese changed the rules afterwards. Yes, you know, people don't know that, but when the Japanese was so humiliated in that uh, Olympic Games, that was the first federation who called Russian guys to come and to teach back a uh, lot of techniques because uh, Sambo didn't create, didn't invented new techniques. They just made during... Uh, the story was four or six officers of the Russian army in years 1920, they make a system, uh, they travel in all the world, um, all the SSSR, and they took the best technique in every system, and they make their own system, you know? So you can find the judo, the, res the wrestling, you can find everything in Sambo. And after, they develop the real own system, Sambo. Uh, the system was validated by the army in 1920, and uh, now it is a system very interesting. It's not a little judo or a little boxing or a little ground fighting mixed together. It is a real, real fight. Uh, sometimes when I see MMA, um, I can see good guys, very strong. They're good on ground fighting. They may be good in every martial, but they don't have enough good competition combination for me. Uh, and uh, they could be better, like, like uh, you understand what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so Sambo, I, I find that in Sambo. Okay, I don't want to say that's the best, after everybody has to find his own system, but what I think in Sambo, the combination are very interesting. And um, I regret actually when I see an MMA, it, there's too much. Uh, they, they, at the beginning of MMA, there was a lot of champion from every style. I regret it's not the case actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, a, a few years, um, we only we knew Oleg Taktarov. Of course, we knew the Emelianenko brothers. Uh, those were kind of like the representatives for Sambo. Then there was a, a, a time where we didn't hear much. Now you have all these Dagestani fighting in the UFC. Of course, Khabib Nurmagomedov, one of the absolute greatest in the MMA history. Uh, why this resurgence of Sambo? Why? What, I'm sorry, I didn't understand your question. What like is what? Why would why do you think now we had we had the the old schoolers we we knew in MMA from Sambo like Taktarov and Fedor. And then there was a, a, a time where it was very quiet, and then we had a, resur a resurgence, like a new comeback, of, mostly from from people from the Caucasus, like from Dagestan or from Chechnya. Um, yeah, because Habib. I think most of Russian doesn't want to come out of Russia. Uh, now there is a lot of competition in Russia. Um, some people don't like to go outside of Russia. Dagestan um, find a good. I think when the the first like Khabib arrived in um, UFC, nobody thought it was so good uh, in everything, and he came back. And the Dagestan for them is a very very good possibility to to have a result and to go out from their country. Uh, difficult for me in English to say all that, uh, but most of Russian have enough and they don't want to go outside. 
They don't want to go. There is a lot, a lot of good fighter in Russia, but sometimes I ask them, why don't you come? It doesn't matter. We have everything in Moscow, in Russia, in St. Petersburg. So I think this is why you can find, you can, you can, don't see a lot of Russian, but a lot of people from uh, Dagestan or other country who are so good in Sambo too. So, so since the Sambo guys are now very famous in the, in the UFC, Have you felt any kind of like, how do you say, like in Switzerland, have you felt this, this new resurgence of Sambo? Are people coming to the gym now? They want to be like Khabib or is it still no. the same here as always in Switzerland? No, no. I'm so disappointed about that. No, no. Uh, I don't know why people don't come so much in Sambo. I, I wish to develop. I want to, to drive, uh, to drive a Sambo in um, German port, in, in Italian port, but it's very, very difficult. I didn't find any solution. I don't know why. I cannot tell you more. I don't know. Uh, I thought, I wish when Khabib won, I say, oh, that will, that will be good. A lot of people will come. But no, no, no. It didn't. It didn't help Sambo to to be to become bigger in Switzerland. And I really regret that. Maybe with this show, uh, people will call me and say we want to develop Sambo. But <laughs> actually, is not so so strong in Switzerland. Is, is this a, a Swiss phenomenon or is this in all Europe? Uh, is this the same in France or in Spain or in Italy or no, in Germany? Maybe it's my fault, I don't know. But this is typical from Switzerland. Switzerland, maybe we start very well in Sambo and actually, I don't know, nobody... No, it's specific. Maybe there's other country where it's difficult to develop, but no, specifically actually in Switzerland, yeah. I don't. I didn't find a solution to develop. But I tell you, maybe it's my fault. I don't know. Maybe I didn't make enough uh, show or enough uh, radio. I don't know. But I make so much uh, competition. You know, you, me, Vladimir, you saw my student in your competition. It was very nice uh, every time we can go. But no, people, uh, I don't know how, how to do to develop. Yeah, and we can say that, that they were... Actually, all of the combat sambo guys were very successful. Like, and they, as far as I know, they only study in 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 the combat sambo um, ways. Not 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 all the other stuff. So it it works in in MMA competition at least. It of works course. very well. Of course, and every guy in sambo after they can make very. I say it very easily. That I don't mean it is very easy. I just say for somebody who practices combat sambo. Uh, the way to MMA is very close. Uh, it's um, because uh, in Sambo we do the both uh, MMA with jacket, but MMA out of jacket. So for us to go in um, every competition, it's a real pleasure. It's, it's very nice. I don't say we are the best, but we are never ridiculous. We 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 made a lot of title in Switzerland, but yes, I tell you, only actually uh, only in the, fr the French part. Now I have a, I have a question. Now, is it a sport like if somebody just wants to train, he doesn't want to compete, he just wants to live a healthy lifestyle, uh, practice sports? Is this a sport for for such a person too? Yes, of course. Uh, we have a lot of club for self-defense because at the beginning, Sambo means self-defense. Exactly, uh, self-defense with uh, uh, with no weapon. Uh, yes, yes, you can. A lot of people come. Um, that is another problem. A lot of people are in Sambo, but they don't want to compete. Maybe because it is R. I don't know. But yes, yes, you can. A lot of people practice uh, for just the pleasure. And actually, and uh, I am a lot of that. Actually, I'm working a lot with different police, uh, the group of police, military. Sambo at basic, we must know it was military and after police and became sport, official sports, uh, named by Putin uh, in Russia. This is the official sport. But yes, of course, you can practice Sambo just for the pleasure. Ask my wife. <laughs> can, she, can she compete in, in MMA? We need, okay, uh, we need females wife, to compete. 
Yes, uh, my wife was champion in Sambo. She represents uh, three times uh, uh, Switzerland out of country. She won the French Open. And French Open, she beat uh, one cha- judo champion. But uh, no, she uh, actually, I just have one girl who practices uh, MMA. And she, she's not so bad. She's not so bad. But she's very young, actually. So your wife must be the toughest, the toughest woman in Switzerland. Excuse me. So your wife must be the toughest woman in Switzerland. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand yeah, the question. Maybe he said that your wife has to be the toughest woman in Switzerland. <laughs> no, no, she's not. She was good in sambo, but no, no. So who wins? Who no, wins in the fight are, between between you and, and your wife? My wife and I are true, but uh, sometimes we have to discuss. We discuss on the mat, yes. We discuss on the mat. <laughs> we can resolve some problem like that. It is nice, yes. That sounds good. That she, sounds good. She, she's always winning. She's always winning. Is there any is there any grade system in Sambo, or do you have like belts, or I don't know different? Yes, uh, there is different. a. Yeah, there is graduation, but it's different because after USSR, after Soviet, uh, no, excuse me, during Soviet graduation in Russia, in old Soviet countries, uh, graduation was only for military or university. So it was forbidden. Um, I took the military system in Switzerland. Now it is in all federation, but... Uh, very early, I took the military system and it's a university system. So it is a little different. Uh, people to be graduate must, must fight. There is no um, uh, graduation you can have like that. You must uh, have a lot of work to become um, black belt after you must make uh, historic paper. or you must... It is like university. It is very hard. Uh, graduation... It, doesn't mean like in judo or in karate or other sport. Uh, difficult for me to explain. Uh, if you want to, okay, after black belt, you must very, work very hard in different things. You must develop techniques um, with uh, theoric techniques. You must make, um, like uh, in school, you know, dissertation. You, uh, I don't know, I cannot not explain. Uh, I have a so, so you must, it, have, you must bring like a, a written paper. For me, it is very interesting because, you know, when you see all people receive a six black belt in different, uh, what for, what they have that, just because they hold, no. So what I like in the Sambo system, you, when you become old, you have a lot of work to do who look like your age, you look like your possibility uh, after five, six Seven degree black bear. Uh, you can wrote a book. You can make DVD. You have different work to do. Who look your age? You know, uh, after 60, 65 years, it start to be difficult to fight uh, to make a good fight uh, for uh, graduation. Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So this is uh, uh, this is nice university system or military system. I took this system and it worked very well. And now you are you know, the... who didn't make school, who wasn't good in school. They come, they are working in different things. Um, they come in Sambo, in my school, it is like that. They come and I push them to study, to elevate themselves, to improve themselves. And they must read, they must see how hard working, anatomy, physiology, philosophy, uh, like that they can grow up in the Sambo, not only with fight, but to be graduate, you must fight. Nobody can be graduated if they didn't fight. Okay, okay. Um, now you're also, the, you're also the president of the Swiss Sambo Federation. Uh, what can you tell us about this federation? It is a good federation where it's very open. We do a lot of things. Inside the federation, we are uh, affiliated to Sambo, of course, to several, to fe- two federations of Sambo. There is a lot, several. Uh, we do punctuation, we do MMA, we do... Uh, actually, we sign with a, a new uh, system from Russia, it's called Fight to Fight, hand to, uh, sorry, Hand to Hand Fighting. 
uh, I was in the World Championship like weeks in in Moscow. So um, the federation is opening to a lot of things. Um, we are a Sambo federation and associate system. So we are open to everything. That's the mentality of Sambo, you know. Uh, in Sambo, if you have a new technique who work, it is in Sambo. You don't have to refer to a master, to uh, to any uh, official. When you go in, in Russia, you have clubs that are better in drum fighting, other in, in throw, other in uh, everything. Um, the, 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 the solution is on the mat after. Uh, the result is on the mat. The winner is. Yeah. The yeah. best will be. <laughs> Don't talk, um, just fight, and then we're going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you uh, explain to us like what is a normal training session in Sambo look like at your school for example okay I like to change a lot system uh, not to sleep in the same system all the time but um, in the regular one uh, after a small warm up uh, I, I like to work uh, with different games uh, punching kicking after throw after ground fighting but it is important for us to work uh, like I told you before uh, combination you know not just uh, punching kicking but how to get inside of the guard of the opposite how to make something uh, logical to drive the guys on um, uh, on submission you know it can be up it can be down so it is very strategic sport. You know, that's what I told you before. Uh, I think when I see MMA, actually, people are good in things, but I don't see a real strategic, you know. Uh, some guys, they are on the ground, but, they, okay, uh, my English is not so good, so uh, read bit, between lines. But sometimes they're on the ground and they don't understand how they get on the ground. Sometimes they're on the ground and... Uh, uh, they try to be up, but they don't. They cannot do it. You know, that's uh, what I like in sambo. That's what we work: combination, combination, logical combination. Now, a, a big part of sambo are the leg locks. Uh, why yes, is this such a popular thing in sambo? <laughs> because we, why it is so popular? Because we are the only one to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you know, sometimes you cannot explain something. Uh, Russian developed that very strongly. But, you know, if we are honest, if you read the whole judo, not the modern judo, but the old judo, they knew everything. Like, yes. like when you see when you see in the uh, at Dagestan, everywhere in the world, there was a lot of leg lock. Uh, judo stopped leg lock. I don't know why, because they, maybe they were scared from the Russian in competition and they stopped. Now you cannot touch anything. Uh, but leg lock, and it's not new. It's only Russian developed it and uh, became very professional in the system. Look at Taktarov. He was so great. He did uh, sometimes. It was amazing what he did with leg locks, you know. And... Uh, Fedor was not so good, but uh, uh, Khabib knew. I don't know why he didn't use more. But look, there is actually an Ukrainian guy in UFC. I can't not remember his name, but he's so fabulous. He makes so crazy things and always winning with leg lock. Maybe you know his name. I, I forgot. Is he in UFC or is he in... Yeah, in UFC or in MMA. MMA, MMA at... Yeah. I mean, there is there is a lot. I'm not sure if if I knew in in uh, a guy in UFC, but leg locks are actually not not used that much still because they all think that it is very dangerous to go for leg locks because you're opening yourself up to strikes. What do you what would you say to because that? Because they don't know how to do leg locks. Because they don't know how to do leg locks. I made <laughs> many many leg locks. Taktarov made many leg locks. I'm 60 years old and I never my my nose my ears everything is okay. So. That's what I sell. What I love, I don't want to talk about others, but what I love in Sambo is the intelligence of the system. Uh, that's right. A lot of people, when I see leg lock, I become crazy because don't do leg lock. You don't know how to do it, you know, learn. But Sambo did love that. If you see the real position, the, how to get there, no, no, you, 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 you can make a lot of leg lock and be safe and win, of course. 
You have yeah, eight. some guys do that. The Marcelo in Brazilian and all the guys make the very they they learn from Russian and they they won in Brazilian in everything with like lots. What you, what you had? So beautiful. Yeah, what you had in 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 the UFC was Igor Wovchanchin. He was also in Pride, and then it's Nikita Krylov at the moment is in as a Ukrainian fighter in the know. UFC, and Mariana Moroz also is is a Ukrainian fighter in the UFC. But I don't think you mean them. No, no, that was not this name, I know. Uh, but and I don't watch enough. Yeah, uh, that, that, no issues. So you don't you, you but say listen, listen, just to finish about leg lock. Sure. Sometimes you have the guy on his back, you know, and the opponent in front and. They can make so good leg locks. And sometimes I become crazy. I say, but jam, do it. But they don't know how to do it. And, you know, I remember uh, my te- one of my teachers, I had three teachers, Oleg Taktarov, and I have another one named David Rudman. David Rudman was nine-time world champion, and he was from the first judo, uh, Russian judo team who went in Olympics. And... I was with him and I went, he went to Fedor and he said, Fedor, I can help you for like luck. And Fedor said, oh, no, no, I don't need, I don't want. Uh, because he wanted to win all his match with uh, punching. But that was amazing because uh, he had so many times opportunity to finish with the glass. But... Um, I don't know why he didn't do it, but leg lock. Yes, if you know really the system, how to get it's, it's you cannot uh, just do that like that. Okay, you know how to do leg lock, but you know how to yes, you, what you say, protect yourself, and you must know how to get in leg lock. You know, and there is a lot of work to do on that way. Actually, I'm sorry for oh, my English. I try to do my best. I really try no, to do it's... my best. It is per- it is it's fantastic. Oh. Now, if if I hear oh, you talk, and I don't know if Matthias <laughs> feels the same, <laughs> one is one is very motivated. The way you you talk about Sambo, like it makes you feel that you want to know more. Now, if somebody listens to this and is from the German uh, part of Switzerland, and he wants to know more about Sambo, but there is no club around, what can he do? Okay, they can call me for seminar after they can come and prove themselves. You know, uh, Sambo, uh, the, the Sambo uh, arrived on the, on the with uh, the, at the beginning at the basic they took technique from everywhere. So for me, if somebody is good, uh, is already judo, wrestling, uh, I don't know, teacher or something, it's more easy. You can learn. Uh, so they can come in Geneva, they can come in many seminars, they can organize seminars, we can do a lot of things to develop. Yes, of course, there is a lot of way to do that. Now I have a question. You you trained in Russia. Now we heard about epic training stories from Russia. Have you mm-hmm. have you some story for us? Crazy training story from Russia? Or, or after training story? After training, sorry, I don't understand your question. I'm yeah, sorry. Maybe, maybe some, some, something juicy, like some, some stories you haven't told before. Your wife doesn't know about it. We're, we're here. In- <laughs> no, she knows everything. <laughs> no, yes, uh, yeah. Russia is Russia. And after Sambal, you have a lot of sauna. You have a lot of uh, vodka. You have a lot of very nice thing. <laughs> they know how to move, you know, but <laughs> that was your way you wanted to know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, more, more likely, but, but but it's like, would you would you say like like one very crazy story you 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 tell from from your like your career is is pretty amazing. So there there must be some some highlights of that. Would you would you would you share one or one or two of these highlights? Uh, what to say? Yes, what is interesting uh, with Russia is uh, I didn't do it, but a lot of my students did. You know, when you go in some sauna, uh, they they call me and say, "How oh, early? Let's go. We go in sauna. Okay, good. How long? One hour, two hours? Oh no, no, we go five, six hours. Whoa, how much? Six hours? Yes." But the, the sauna is, uh, you have a, a salon, you have swimming pool inside, and you can go by six, seven people, and you have shower, and it's like uh, you're going on vacation, you know, for skiing, let you go on vacation for sauna. 
And after inside of sauna, it can arrive many, many, many things. I let your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is that is not imagination. <laughs> If you if you let but Vladimir, I was, I was a very wise man. I was a very wise man. <laughs> if you let Vladimir's imagination run wild, it there, there won't be any good of it. It's like <laughs> <laughs> now Russia is a very interesting country, very nice, and when you, people um, can look cold, very hard at the beginning, but when you when you touch the heart of people, you can have. It's a very beautiful country. I always was in love with this country. But I am original from Russia, so my education was very Russian. My grandparents coming from uh, Russia, Belarusia, Ukraine. So when I arrived first time in Russia, it was like uh, I read, I discovered my roots. It was very, very beautiful. Now we we already mm-hmm. taken a lot a lot of time from you, but um, for the MMA part of it, what do you see in MMA? Do, do you watch MMA or have a have a favorite fighter or something like that? Okay, now for, uh, I don't watch a lot because I'm. Fr- I tell you the truth, I don't really like the new MMA. Uh, I was very interested about some people. Yes, uh, I was very interested about one Swiss guy. You know very well, and I like him very much. But I was very disappointed about uh, his last last three fights. Uh, I was talking with him. I proposed him something, and I think he chose the wrong way. And I'm very disappointed because. He has so much talent, but I think it's the MMA is like that level. Now I love the idea of MMA. I love the MMA, but I prefer the old one, like when there was Taktarov, uh, uh, when there was uh, what's his name? Uh, okay, the, the, this uh, generation of fighter, uh, Shamrock, when there was uh, and Gray- Gracie and Taktarov. More inspiration fight. Actually, it's what there, there is blood. They they punch, they punch, they punch. They, there is, I don't know. I, I don't feel MMA. For me, MMA is was interesting because people from all system could fight together. Um, it was very interesting to find all that system together. So Taktarov won with Sambo, Grassi won with Brazilian, and you saw many system now. MMA, I think for me it's poor. There's only big guys who punch. There's blood when they're on the ground. There is very very technique. Uh, I saw the last one. How many humbar? How many leg lock? Only punching on the ground. No, um, I don't really like the modern MMA. And I think some guys, if they work well, they can easily become uh, they can easily become champion in MMA. You know what? Who I'm about? Volkan. He's a good guy, strong guy, beautiful. But when I saw the last fight, I was very disappointed. Where's the technique? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's an yeah. interesting. It's an interesting question. I think. I think you're you're onto something with with MMA that it, it can look stale at the moment as well because all of these people seem to train in the same way. They look a bit generic. They the special guys, actually the ones who have something special, mostly the champs, they do still win. And they do still look mm-hmm. like they're way better than like 90% of the other guys. So I think MMA, as, as usual, has to do a lot of development. And I think it would be mm-hmm. wise for MMA guys to to stay at the thing they did before, like take the things out of other sports that works. And I think Combat, look, Samba, look. Combat Samba proved that it, it, it has yeah. a lot, lot of okay. things to offer. Just look, the last fight of Vulcan and the uh, Dagestan guy. At one moment, this Dagestan catch Vulcan on the back. And you can see Vulcan, he didn't have any technique to make opposition. Why? I don't know. Maybe he was tired. Maybe, I don't know. But when you see, you told me about Dagestan before, about Sambo. But this Dagestan guy... Have solution for everything. He was very re- looking very relaxed all the fight. Yeah. And when you see Volkan, strong, very strong guy, very good, but he was afraid. I, I, when I was watching the fight, at the second round, I say, oh, he looks scared. He, lo- he don't look well. What happened to him? And at one moment, he was uh, taking on the back up. And he, he looked like, you know, a kid who tried to leave, you know, like at school. But there is so many technique to do. Where is his technique? 
He is in UFC. That's a good, uh, a good luck for Switzerland, for him first, of course, for his team and for Switzerland. I was very disappointed because where was the technique? Of course, he's good, but who can run all the time very fast? You know, it's easy to, sh- to, to show the watch and say fast, fast, fast. But after there is the fight. Yeah, okay. I don't know if you agree with me. I, I can accept that people are not agree with me. But that is my what I think. That's that's what I saw. And what do you think? No, no, I'm you're absolutely right. I mean, this was not one of his best performances, definitely not. I don't well, know what good. was going on. Maybe there was a problem in the in the in the preparation. He it just didn't seem himself in this fight. Yes, of course. Of course, um, I hope he will change change the system. You know that was the problem of Fedor, Fedor too. Fedor made ten years okay, he was on alone. But look now, he won in he lost he lose in UFC. But of course, people are not stupid. Same system. At one moment, people understood what he do, and they beat him, and it was not representative about him, about Sambo, about the system. So what I think is UFC actually are very limited but in technique, are very close in the same system everybody that all fight, train together. Um, I don't know. I don't feel there is a very important strategy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if people... Yeah, I think I think we can we could talk t- to you for hours, and I, I'm sure that we, we have to do another another session like this. But we were almost at the end of of, of the time we allocated. So it's a real pleasure for me. It's a real pleasure for me to talk with you over anytime. Every things about martial arts. <laughs> it's it's very interesting, and you you are you are one of these guys as well. And and I hope we'll have some some other of these original fight sports people from switzerland it's, it's very important you paved the way in some way and still t- still to this day you you educate people and you send them to the to the mma events at the moment mm-hmm. unfortunately not that many combat sambal stuff and they're ex- successful so what you have to say is very important to hear for for all the people i'd say you say something very important that's why i reproach some people in switzerland we are a small country okay but we have a lot of very beautiful people who are world champion, who have a very big experience. Tell me why people don't go to those people. You know, uh, some guy going competition, and we we have a lot of good guys. Why don't we go to take them to help to develop? You know, you understand what I mean? I, I was four-time world champion. I have ten times on uh, Middle Eastern world, but. Some guys come, but from other country in Switzerland, nobody never called me and say, "Please, can you help me? Can you tell me something?" So you're absolutely right. Because here, everybody wants you to cook his own food. <laughs> no, you're you're right. It's it's a Swiss speciality to do the the own thing and and um, think you can do all the things the best on your own. It's like we're we're world champions at it. <laughs> Listen, I have a lot of champion of other of a system, of a style, Usambo, come from other country in Geneva. They come to watch to, to, to work with me. I help them. And when I ask some people to then say, I can help you if you want. Oh yes, I'm see okay, maybe. Okay. That's their choice. I don't care. But when I see somebody like Volkan, I am Swiss. He's Swiss. I want to say hop Swiss, but I was disappointed <laughs> on the last one. <laughs> Erwin, thanks so much for your time. Any any last words? It was a great pleasure to talk with you. Um, hope uh, our martial arts, Swiss, our martial arts ensemble will be more developing in the future in Switzerland. And, uh, and uh, yes, it was great to talk to you. Thank you very much for calling me. Thank you very much, Harvey. I knew this is going to be a great conversation. Anybody who is interested in a learning Sambo, opening a school, whatever, just uh, contact you or go to yeah. your page, so uh, can, which we have in the link. By, they contact me. They can contact me by the way of website. Uh, they can contact me by the way of Facebook or thing like that. And on Facebook, I just say one more thing. Some people write me. I like to be to discuss with people. I like to people not agree with me, 
The only thing is we must talk. If people want to say uh, bad things, they can go away. But by Facebook, it's easy to contact me and discuss with me. I love that. I love idea of people and things like that. Sorry. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. (laughs) Have a wonderful evening and greet the strongest wife in Switzerland from us. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. All the best for you. Bye. Thank you, Eve. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Wenn ich Oleg Dock darauf höre. Now we're, we're changing back to Swiss German. It's, it's, too, it's too much work to talk in English all the time. Ja, ja. Vladi, Oleg Dock darauf trainieren. Es ist schon nicht, schon nicht so schlecht. Ich meine, da wird es einem richtig warm ums Herz, oder? Also mir schon. Ich muss sagen, ich, ich habe dort noch nicht UFC aktiv geschaut. Logisch, zu dieser Zeit. Es gibt, ja, es gibt ja hunderte Leute, die behaupten, dass sie mit UFC 1 angefangen haben. Äh, das glaube ich eigentlich ehrlich gesagt praktisch niemandem, aber das nur so am Rand. Aber ähm, der, hat jetzt, der hat jetzt so mit, mit UFC <lacht> wirklich angefangen. Also, kannst du eigentlich nichts sagen? Ja, UFC 6. Ich meine, stell dir mal vor, der, der hat mit dem, mit dem Valera hat der Karate trainiert, das 14-Jährige. Das ist wie wenn du irgendwie in die Fußballschule gehst mit dem Cristiano Ronaldo oder so. Ja, kann man sagen. Oder die Leute, die. die Nein, das sagt mir jetzt nicht, aber. Ja, Fußball ist jetzt nicht so meist, das hat man vielleicht unterdessen gemerkt. Es ist eigentlich das wie einige Leute, die ich kenne, die ich mit ihnen trainieren durfte, die zum Beispiel mit dem Andy Hook trainiert haben oder am Andy Hook seine Sparringspartner sind und so Sachen. Das sind einfach. Man merkt diesen Leuten einfach an, dass sie auf einem anderen Niveau waren, zu einer Zeit, wo es niemand gemacht hat. Und, und diese die Erfahrung oder die, das langjährige Wissen, das pauselose sich mit dem auseinandersetzen, das ist etwas, wo man einfach nicht kann kaufen, das hat er auch gut gesagt, mit den Gürtel, das habe ich, habe ich auch nicht gewusst, mit den mit Combat Samba Gürtel, dass du dich rüberkommst, wenn du quasi kämpfst und ja, das ist, ist spannend von ihm zu hören. Ich habe, ich habe mich sehr gefreut, wo du ihn eingeladen hast, das hätte ich jetzt nicht daran gedacht, weil das haben wir ja dich, oder? The Brain. Eben, genau. Nein, es ist ja, er ist ja auch so ein Tüftler, er hat ja, ich kann mir das vorstellen, in Paris äh, zu dieser Zeit hat es wahrscheinlich irgendwie alles gegeben, alles auch Exotische. Und wenn du dort natürlich lebst und, und die verschiedenen Gyms kannst du besuchen und ganz viele verschiedene Sachen ausprobieren, ich meine, das ist ja auch geil. Du musst dann trotzdem aber, was ich eigentlich sehr respektabel finde oder, oder beeindruckend finde, ist, du musst ja dann trotzdem das auswählen, was funktioniert. Du hast auch in den 80 Jahren in Paris irgendwie einen, einen Bullshido machen oder? Also es ist ja nicht so, dass, dass du dann automatisch quasi dann bei, bei, bei Combat Samba oder bei etwas im Land wo effektiv funktioniert. Ich meine... Und dann kommt Trump plötzlich in eine Sambo-Klasse und dann nivelliert sich alles andere. Ja, dann, dann, merkst, dann, dann merkst du aber auch, okay, du kannst dich entscheiden für irgendwie, ja, für etwas, was halt in den 80er Jahren mehr von, von der Film inspiriert war oder von etwas Richtigem. Und das hat er gemacht. Und ich meine, äh, er macht es immer noch. Also ich, ich muss wirklich nochmal betonen, also wir, haben, wir haben zwei, drei Mal Combat Sambo-Leute von Genf bei uns gehabt. <lacht> Sie sind jetzt nicht immer gut, aber sie sind also immer extrem stark. Man hat wirklich gemerkt, dass sie sich, ich, ich, ich würde wirklich fast sagen, dass das stimmt, dass man gemerkt hat, dass sie das System trainieren und sie haben eigentlich flüssig gewirkt, egal wo sie gewesen sind. Und ich, man hat wirklich auch das Gefühl, dass sie mehr Antworten parat haben als vielleicht jetzt ein paar andere. Würdest du das, würdest du das unterschreiben? Oder? Absolut. Und vor allem haben die Dudes auch überhaupt nicht ausgesehen wie irgendwie die brutalsten Kampfsportler. Dude, ich habe die Story wo ich erlebt habe, <lacht> mal, ich weiß nicht mehr, wie das war, das ist im, ähm, im GZ Heuried, hat es ein MMA-Event gegeben, ich, ich, keine Ahnung, 15 Jahre her, 20 Jahre her, und dort sind wirklich Combat-Sambo-Leute aufmarschiert, und einer ist aufmarschiert, sorry, ich will jetzt nicht, das ist nicht wertend gemeint, der ist wirklich vielleicht 1,50 Meter groß gewesen, äh, ein bisschen dicklich, hat so eine riesige Flaschenbodenbrille angehabt, also einfach alles, was man sich vorstellt, so als, als, als Klischee von einem Nerd, und dann ist der in den Ring hineingestiegen, und ich denke, was läuft, und dann hat er, ich weiß nicht mehr, gegen jemanden von Basel hat er, glaube ich, gekämpft, so einen komplett durchtrainierten äh, Dude, und der, der, der kleine Combat-Sambo Larry, oder? Der hat er einfach, einfach weggeräumt, mit irgendeinem absurden Wurf, und ich glaube wirklich sogar, sogar glaub, mit einem Leglock, oder? Und... Ja, das, das, ist, das ist auch ein System, das klappt. Also man, man, muss wirklich, man, man darf es nicht vergessen. Man kann nur mal Gomedov hat nicht im American Kickboxing Academy gelernt grappeln. Ich weiß nicht genau, warum dass er dort trainiert, aber das ist vielleicht das Thema für eine andere Show. <lacht> das weiß ich auch nicht genau. Ich meine, der kann ja eigentlich alles, oder? Das hat er ja alles von seinem, von seinem Vater oder einfach von, 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 von seiner Schule her in Dagestan gelernt. Ja, und das ist einfach kein Zufall. Ich meine, wir haben mit, mit anderen Leuten übergeben. Klar, Dagestan und, und Tschetschenien und so, die haben, das ist ein, ein, ein wirtschaftlicher Teil, warum das sehr viele Leute einfach auch sein Kind auf dann quasi so trainieren. Aber, dass so viele Leute in einer Reihe erfolgreich sind, auf absolut höchstem Niveau, das ist einfach auch 
der Grund von einem System und nicht einfach, weil jetzt die alle besonders hungrig sind oder weil die jetzt alle besonders athletischer wären als der Rest der Welt? Nein, die sehen ja, also meine, die sehen durchtrainiert aus, aber die sehen jetzt nicht irgendwie aus wie ein gestoffter Ken Shamrock oder so. In der Apotheke gehen sie nicht so viel wie andere, das muss man sicher sagen. Mhm. Vergiss nie, das ist Russland. Also gut, vielleicht haben sie eine andere Apotheke, das ist okay. Vladi. Meinst du, hätte Herr Herwe auch mal mit einem Bär ringen Ich hoffe es nicht. Das ist etwas vom Allerhimmeltraurigsten. Mit diesen sedierten Bären, die es da irgendwie das Leben lang an einer eine Kette haben und dann Kinder gegen sie ringen. Das ist zum absolut zum Kotzen. Fuck you. So, das ist total widerwärtig. Das ist jetzt weder beeindruckend noch lustig, noch sonst etwas, das ist fucking Tierquälerei. That's it. Wie viel Mal hat er müssen in Genf erklären, dass er Sambo macht und nicht Samba? Ja, ja das, äh, ich befürchte einige Mal. Aber er hat ja gesagt, er, 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 er hat Tennis gespielt und das ist eine gute Basis für MMA. Also wir wissen unterdessen, Tennis ist ebenfalls eine gute Basis für MMA und für Kampfsport. Und er hat gesagt, er hat Tennis gespielt. Ich kann mir den Herwe einfach nicht auf dem Tenniscourt vorstellen. <lacht> es, ist, äh, es ist faszinierend. Vladi. Ähm, hast du die UFC am Wochenende geschaut? <lacht> ja, das habe ich. Und zwar jeder Kampf und jede Minute. Und? Wie, wie und es waren viele Minuten. Gewesen. Wie fühlst du dich? Äh, total ausgezehrt. Und äh, <lacht> wie wenn eine Dinosaurierherde über mich übergerannt wäre. <lacht> Was war dein Highlight-Fight vom Wochenende? Äh, nochmal? Was war dein Highlight-Fight vom Wochenende? <lacht> Ähm, ist noch schwierig zu sagen. Also, wenn ich jetzt noch irgendetwas müsste nennen müsste, würde ich sagen, der Pat Sabatini hat mir noch gut gefallen. Und du hast zwar gesagt, auf dem anderen Podcast, MMA Love, Love of America, übrigens äh, immer ein Öhrli wert, ähm, dass, dass man da nichts zu dem Kampf kann sagen kann. Ich habe jetzt eine vernichtende Kritik gefunden, aber so Unrecht hast du nicht gehabt. Aber der hat mir jetzt noch gut gefallen und natürlich der, der Sean Brady hat mir auch sehr gut gefallen. Wobei dort muss ich sagen, also ich weiß nicht, was Nummer 6 von der Welt ähm, Michael Chiesa da eigentlich fabriziert hat. Das hat irgendwie so ein bisschen ausgesehen, als würde ich ein bisschen Sparring machen. Ja, wir haben es äh, generell gesagt zu dieser Card und es ist glaube ich so ein bisschen das Gefühl, das mir geblieben ist, dass es so ein bisschen fast glorifiziert Sparring geblieben ist bei vielen äh, man könnte sagen, es war gutes Matchmaking, gewesen, weil einfach wirklich alle sich eigentlich ausgekanzelt haben und es hat keinen gegeben, der jetzt unglaublich viel besser oder unglaublich viel schlechter gewesen wäre. Aber ja, es war äh, eine faszinierende Card und zeigt halt auch, dass es effektiv Kampfsport einfach auch kann langweilig sein kann. Es ist auch okay. Also ich meine, man muss jetzt nicht die Leute haten, die sind wegen dem nicht schlechte Kämpfer, die sind alle extrem gut, oder? Aber, also wirklich nicht gerade alle. Aber bei der Joanne Calderwood kann man anfangen zu streiten, wie gut das ist. Aber ähm, die meisten sind extrem gut und es hat, hat jetzt einfach das fabriziert in diesen Matchups und in diesen in Dingen zusammen. Es war noch im, im Apex, gewesen. es war noch ohne Walkouts, gewesen. es ist noch generell mit der Uniform und so. Es wird einfach immer langweiliger und langweiliger. Und wenn dann Kämpfe mal nicht gut sind, dann hast du dann wirklich ein Produkt vor dir, das einfach nicht mehr genießbar ist. Ja, ja, genau, das hat das, da hast du recht. Auch das mit dem Sparring. Äh zum Beispiel, wo mir auffallen ist, ist, äh, ähm, wie heißt sie, Thailänderin? Äh, Luma, Loma. Loma Lugbumi. Genau, auch sie hat irgendwie so ein bisschen, sie hat irgendwie so ein wie lustlos gewirkt dort drin. Sie hat ja, sich gar so, nicht so recht zu Wert gesetzt, hat man das Gefühl gehabt. Ja, es sind so, sind so, ähm, so Abläufe oder so Sparringsabläufe gewesen und so ein bisschen, so go through the movements, sagt man und ähm, bei der Misha Tate ist, hat man das Gefühl, dass sie ich noch nie etwas gehört dass man in, in, in Striking oder in Punching Distance muss sein, wenn man jemanden will treffen will. Also es ist, es ist wirklich es ist, ähm, faszinierend. Gewesen. Ich habe so lachen, äh, was der Luke gesagt hat bei euch. Ähm, und das ist mir, nämlich, das ist mir gerade in den Sinn gekommen, ähm, wo ich gesehen habe, dass es einen Doc gibt über die Misha Tate. Misha Tate 2.0. Und ich denke, dann ist es ja jetzt klar, wer gönnt. Oder? Weil das, das, es ist so. MMA-Götter lachen über so Sachen oder? und lassen dann die anderen Kämpferin gewinnen. Das ist ja klar. 
er hat, äh, er hat auch einen anderen guten, ich glaube, ich weiß nicht, ob es jemand anders war, ähm, aber der, der Punch Robot hat mir auch sehr gut gefallen. Dass Catelyn Vieira den Kampf hat gewinnen konnte, ähm, mit, mit eigentlich wirklich einfach robotermässig Kombinationen ablassen. Ich meine, <lacht> wenn der RW den Kampf sieht, dann wäre er ausgerastet. Komplett ausgerastet. Der wäre über die ganze Karte ausgerastet. <lacht> <lacht> ja, ebenfalls äh, habe ich mir so schmunzeln, äh, weil sie von ihrem harten Leben erzählt, wie du auch auf dem Podcast gesagt hast und wohnt in einem epischen Haus irgendwo in Las Vegas und man sagt, no, also so schlecht kann es nicht gehen. Ja, es ist immer so ein bisschen, es ist immer so ein bisschen schwierig. Das, das ist so eine spannende Diskussion, die wir vielleicht das andere Mal haben führen. Ähm, man hört die, die Leute sehr viel sich beklagen und wir müssen uns nicht lange darüber unterhalten, dass die UFC eine grusige, kapitalistische Firma ist, wie alle halt, und einfach auf ihren eigenen Profit aus ist und dass die Kämpfer viel zu wenig verdienen, das ist alles kein Thema, oder? Aber am Schluss kaufe ich da ein, ein Unterhaltungsprodukt und ich muss es einfach nicht, ich, ich muss es nicht hören, wie sich die Kämpfer ständig über alles beklagen. Ähm, und dass sie zu wenig Geld haben und dass, es, dass sie arm sind und dass jeder, jeder hat einen Bulli, ist, jeder ist bullied worden als Kind und jeder hat eine schlimme Dinge. Haben wir übrigens in unserem Podcast noch nie gehört von den Leuten, was sie noch, was sie noch gut finden. Oder? Also ein paar sagen, sie sind ein bisschen zusammengeschlagen worden und so. Das ist auch okay, oder? Aber so der, der Sub-Story... Der Subs, ja, das haben wir schon, aber ich meine jetzt nicht so, so der Sub-Story-Ansatz von alle Händen, das ist einfach nicht attraktiv. Das muss ich jetzt wirklich mal sagen. Und die Kämpfer, die das machen, die, die löschen wir eigentlich schon vor dem Kampf mit sehr ab. Und, ja. also, vielleicht mal eine andere Marketingtechnik. Der JL Sonnen sagt das viel in seinem Podcast, dass er es nicht versteht, warum dass die Leute ständig so Sachen sagen, dass sie in der Öffentlichkeit irgendwie Verhandlungen machen und so. Und ich muss ihm da eigentlich beipflichten. Ja, es ist vor allem wenn man sich einfach dauernd darüber beklagt, okay, dann macht etwas, dann gründet die Scheißgewerkschaft yes. und macht irgendetwas und redet nicht immer davon und macht schlussendlich gleich nichts. Yes. Und eben in der Villa in Vegas sitzen und sagen, man ist so hart. Und ich meine, ich sage nicht, dass es nicht hart hat, das geht mir Ich frage mich, ob ich das will hören. Es ist, wie das andere, was ich gesagt habe, mit der, wenn, wenn es im Pre-Fight-Package, im Hype-Package von Brady nichts besser wissen, dass darüber reden, dass er gerne Tattoos hat, dann, dann weiß ich halt ehrlich gesagt auch nicht mehr. Dann, also, ich meine, wir können 15 Minuten mit dem Erwe Geldmann reden und über seine Kampfsportgeschichte reden und hast, hast zehnmal interessante Effekte. Und da haben sie irgendwie einen komischen Fokus im Moment. Aber ich könnte es machen wie der Luke und ich. Ich könnte, ich könnte einfach Rise in 32 schauen und dann haben wir absolut jeden Fun, den er braucht. Genau. Oder, und ich weiß, das gefällt dir nicht so, aber wenn ihr noch geiles Boxen seht, dann schaut der Terence Crawford gegen Sean Porter vom Wochenende. Super geiler Boxkampf. Ich würde so gern, ich würde so gern Boxen gut finden und ich, ich versuche es jedes Mal, ich versuche es wirklich in regelmäßig Abstand ziehe ich mir in einen Boxkampf rein. und es, es klingt mir einfach nicht. Es ist einfach zu wenig. Es ist die Trefferzonen und, und dann sehe ich nur, nur mit Takedown Möglichkeit und in der Clinch wirst du so geil anfangen abgehen und das passiert einfach nicht. Es gibt es gibt ein Haufen auch World Championship Level die schlechte Kampf. Aber ich mache es wie immer, ich lasse mich gerne einlullen in etwas und darum habe ich es gerne, wenn es irgendwie so All-Access-Shows gibt über irgendwelche Kämpfe und die schaue ich dann und dann bin ich richtig drin und dann interessiert es mich und dann sind Kämpfe, würde ich jetzt mal behaupten, einfach ein bisschen besser. Und dann ist es vielfach so, dass ich halt einfach nur die Kämpfe schaue, die wirklich wo, wo gross sind, wo, wo zwei Gegner kämpfen und wirklich nicht weiss, wer gewinnt. Es gibt immer noch auf Weltmeisterschaftsniveau da kämpft ein super guter Weltmeister gegen irgendwie das Nummer 12 von der Welt, wo du genau weißt, der keine Chance. Oder? Drum, und das muss jetzt auch nicht unbedingt sein. Sind, ja, sind vorsichtig, wenn ihr den Ari Act wünscht und sind vorsichtig, wenn er sagt, äh, Monopol UFC ist schlecht und und und. Man sieht im Boxen, was anders kann passieren kann und es passiert nicht unbedingt viel Gutes. Nein, man hat einfach dann das Problem, dass die, die guten Leute nie können gegeneinander kämpfen können, yes, weil es verschiedene Promoter sind. Gut, die UFC macht es im Moment auch so, oder? Du, du musst, du musst guaranteed, guaranteed Rematches geben und, und gut, das heißt, die UFC auch, gibt es auch nur noch Rematches. Der Dana scheint das im Moment extrem geil zu finden, aber was willst du? Ich habe nichts gegen Rematches, wenn es irgendwie Sinn macht, aber du hast absolut recht, im Boxen ist dann so, dass, dass die Guten dann, ich meine, ein, ein, ein Joshua gegen Wilder hat man nie gesehen, weil die einfach dauernd verhandelt haben und jeder will irgendwie mehr und am Schluss findet er nicht statt und das ist scheiße. In der UFC, klar, weil sie das Monopol sind, können sie einfach sagen, okay, du kämpfst gegen den und sonst verpisst dich, oder? Und dann findet der Kampf statt. Für uns gut, für Kämpfer, ich weiß nicht, vielleicht weniger gut, aber egal, der Kampf findet auf jeden Fall statt. Fladi, vielen Dank fürs Organisieren vom RW, das war spannend und wir sind... Ähm, nächstes Montag wieder da, wenn es Gods of Mount Science wettet.
Äh, ich denke schon, dass sie das wollen. Ich werde versuchen, meine Technical Difficulties irgendwie in den Griff zu bekommen. Deine Technical Und ich hoffe, das war ein bisschen besser. Ähm, das mit den Unterhosen überlegen wir noch. Aber äh, von daher eine schöne Woche und ciao zusammen. Tschüss zusammen. Piri, 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 piri,